Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. At 140 today, the Padres and the Yankees will take on each other for game three of their three-game series. Before that, though, here at Petco Park, it's going to be a very special ceremony. They will be unveiling a prisoner of war missing in action chair of honor in the right field flat court up on the Toyota Terrace level. And joining us now is a man who's had uh, a lot of involvement in the history of the Padres with the military. And he's joining us now, the former director of military affairs for these very San Diego Padres, Captain Jack. Captain Jack Hench, how are you? Welcome to the show. Great, Mike. Thank you. Hello, Bill. Hello. And, and old friend. Yeah, yeah, you? You? <laughs> yeah, right. I got to tell you, this is one of my very favorite people in the history of the Padre family. And first of all, I'm going to do a little history here, okay? Don't okay. just sit there and take it. <laughs> 1995, uh, Larry Lucchino and John Moores wanted to close, wanted to bring the military and the Padres together. And they commissioned this man. And not only did he found the Padres military program, his program here became the blueprint for what is now done throughout Major League Baseball. You cannot talk enough about this man's contribution to Major League Baseball and the military connection. That said, he is a true American hero. Uh, I know I can't count the number of missions. 285 or 285. Something? 285 yeah. missions wow. flying off the midway, right? Yeah, yeah one of them. Uh, as, as, a, as a naval aviator and very close to his heart because the chair that they're dedicating today, the POW MAI chair, one, Jack was a POW for more last than a, last for eight a year in, in Vietnam. And the pilot that he flew with, uh, missing in action. Yeah. Uh, I hope that puts it all together <laughs> in a nutshell, Jack. Thank you, Bill. That's a, thanks for the kind words. But, uh, and I accept that on behalf of everybody that contributed to the building of the military. I mean, I might have been the poster boy for it, but there were a lot of people that helped establish this stuff and uh, the vision that Larry and John had. And I uh, was just proud to be a part of it. Well, you got it going. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I know what you did. I mean, going out to the military, uh, uh, bringing everything together to let them know that this is a legitimate, sincere program. Well, and it, it, it was a natural, uh, natural outreach because, you know, a lot of people don't know that Major League Baseball has its roots in the military. It was during the Civil War that the, po the players learned, you know, when they were camps and stuff and they had when they weren't fighting, mm -hmm. they playing baseball. And then when they went back to their respective towns and Cincinnati and all these places like that, that's they started right. playing there and got people's interest. So Major League Baseball's roots are in the military. And so it makes, uh, it's a perfect, and Major League Baseball has gone to every war we've had with the military. World War One, Two, Korea, Vietnam, everything. So, uh, you know, our own beloved Jerry Coleman. Right. And Ted Williams. Yep. Military, baseball, military baseball. So. It makes sense. Did you ever think when you did start the program here in the mid-90s that it would become, not just here in San Diego, but sports-wide, every league is as big as it has? Never in my wildest dream. I mean, <laughs> you know, after 30 years of uh, naval aviation, uh, you know, landing on, taking off carriers and Pipper to Bull and all that kind of stuff, you know, I never never dreamed I'd ever be in Major League Baseball. And uh, just coming on board and and Larry and John, they said they wanted to start some kind of a military program. And I mean, I, 
I don't. I didn't know anything about marketing. When my wife sent me to the store for milk, I thought I was marketing. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it's it's not rocket science. You learn as you go, and I had a lot of help, like I said. And uh, I'm very proud of what uh, the Padres initiated and what has what it's grown to throughout uh, not only baseball but other t other sports have right. taken on it too. No, it's it's pretty widespread now. Mm -hmm. But I know. When you started the program, other clubs would call the Padres and you to say, what are you doing and how do we get it going? Mm -hmm. And when we, I remember when we first started the camo jerseys. Right. And uh, I forgot the name of the gentleman that wrote for the Union Tribune at the yeah. time. And he made, he put a column out and said, well, look at them. They're just, all they did that for was so they can start selling mm. some more jerseys and make more money. Had no, I'm, and uh, that was not me. By no, the way. it was not you. <laughs> that was a it was not you. Let's clear Bill Thunder's name I know who here. it was. Uh, we won't. His name will go nameless. But, right. Uh, yeah. I and I answered his. Uh, never mind. But anyway, that was that was how misunderstood it was when we first started it. Now the chair today. I think it's such a cool, unique touch to give the honor to these men and women that uh, you know the POW MIA banner stands for. As someone who has been a prisoner of war. What, what's the importance of a chair like this, a monument like this in a baseball park to be there permanently? Uh, I think I, I'm, I'm thrilled that, that the Padres have, have initiated this. I think it's very important, especially in a town like San Diego, which is, you know, San Diego itself owes a lot to what it is to the military too. Uh, but to have that out there as a, a remembrance that, you know, there are still over uh, nine, 92,000, I think, missing in action mm. from all the wars from World War I. And uh, I myself was, a, uh, was listed as MIA for the first four months of my captivity because there was no way to confirm that I was a POW. So Kathy and my, my wife and my family, they know the, the, uh, you know, the uncertainty and the agony. Right. Thank you. Agony and uncertainty of not knowing about a loved one. And as Bill mentioned, uh, the pilot I was shot down with, uh, he was MIA for 13 years until finally his remains came back. And so it's important, I think, to, to keep that in the public's mind. And the most important part of that POW slash MIA is the MIA, I think. Uh, we POWs, uh, you know, regardless of what we might have experienced there, uh, we were fortunate and we did come back. Right. But the MIAs, there are people out there that still don't know the what happened to their loved ones. So that's the MIA it, to me is what should be emphasized more so than the POWs. We came back, we've had a life and, and so on. Speaking of uh, coming back, I know that in April you went uh, <laughs> back to uh, Hanoi yeah. uh, and actually met some of the uh, Vietnamese pilots that uh, yeah. you, di you com did combat with. Yeah, that was, that was a, a very uh, rewarding uh, experience for me in a, in a lot of ways. It, 43 years later, uh, I I had no burning desire to go back there, but then this opportunity came along, and I found out that there might be an opportunity to actually meet one or two of the make the pilots that we flew against in a dogfight in 1972, and um, so I signed up and went there, and I met one of the uh, MiG-17 pilots that we actually had our dogfight with, and uh, we sat down and uh, talked about it and and hashed it out, and you know just and <laughs> amazingly, it was almost a surreal experience to be sitting there 43 years later talking to somebody who you had been 
both of you have been trying to shoot each other down 43 years ago, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It's incredible. Uh, you know, I've read about that story too, and just the the fact that say these two personalities now 40 plus years later, uh, the circumstances could not be more different. But I mean, just incredible. So let me ask you this, Captain. When, you, when fans come in here now, starting today and from now on, and they see that chair up there, that monument, that memorial, what do you want? What do you hope fans think? What do you hope they feel? What do you hope they most take away when they see that here now at Petco Park from now on? Well, I hope, I hope they'll just pause for a second and, and uh, just uh, contemplate what, what it means that, uh, that uh, so many uh, men and now women, too, uh, have, have given up a lot to protect the, the freedoms and the, and the wonderful things that we have to enjoy here in this United States of America. And uh, especially on, you know, we're one day away from our nation's birthday. Right. And uh, I hope that they will just you know, pause and just, you know, it's not, you don't have to fall down in adoration or anything like that, but just pause and think, hey, thank God I can be sitting here at this ball game because of people who went out there and defended our freedoms. You're very close to the military thing where pause and reflect. That's it, pause and reflect, yeah. Well, again, it's a, it's a very, very nice and inspiring and amazing touch, and we thank you for being here to just uh, help us kick it off today. One last thing, whenever I go to the Midway Museum, and I make three or four trips a year at least, I always, when I view the ship, and I know that you were on it, I, it always strikes me that this is just not a huge ship it is a human village, and there were people involved. Yep. That's always the thing that I always think when I when I visit it. The Navy aircraft carrier is a city at sea, right? And uh, you know, and it's a city at sea that we can take anywhere in the world, and we don't have to ask anybody whether we want to we're coming or when we want to leave. And that's it's four and a half acres of uh, sovereign national property that we can take anywhere in the world we want, and that's the way it ought to be. There you go. Well, thank you again, Captain Jack. And again, it's the, the Prisoner of War Missing in Action Chair of Honor being unveiled today. The Padres uh, Department of Military Affairs, Affairs now run by Rear Admiral J.J. Quinn, started right. by Captain Jack Ench. It just it does an incredible job for this team and community. It's been very inspiring. And, again, and, and uh, again, I know this man. This man is one of my all-time favorite <laughs> people. I'm glad I was able to put you two guys together. I and I might, I might say that uh, I knew, I've known J.J. for longer than I want to admit <laughs> uh, at my age uh, but um, I knew him as a J.O. and I watched him come up through the through the military and uh, always laugh and say you know I, I taught him everything I know and he still doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> well we won't be able to top that so we're going to leave it there. Captain thank you very much. It was, a lot, it was a lot of fun and an honor as well. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you Mike. All right. We'll be back with a little bit more Padres Social Hour right after this. Again, it's going to be a very special, very important day here at Petco Park, and we thank Captain Jack for Absolutely. being here and being a part of How it. How you been, bud? The Padres are still good. offering summer baseball camps through August 12th, by the way. Camps are open to kids ages 5 through 12. Kids get exceptional instruction, character development, and a unique major league experience. Check out the upcoming camps in Scripps Ranch, Point Loma, Carlsbad, and Del Mar. For more info and to register, visit Padres.com slash play ball. We're getting you up and ready for first pitch. Yankees Padres on the way, but when we come back, more social hour. Don't go far.